SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. On SAFM. We've been covering an interesting health campaign competition in the past 18 months, and it's time to rally together to celebrate our pharmacy heroes who have made our safety their priority during the global pandemic and much beyond. In the last year, we've seen the unwavering bravery and strength displayed by our healthcare workers and pharmacists during the pandemic. Adcock Ingram is showing gratitude and thanking pharmacy frontline heroes and they are calling on you to nominate your local pharmacist, pharmacy assistant or pharmacist or pharmacy who have gone the extra mile for all of their customers. This evening, some of the nominees are on line and they are part of this year's campaign. Ms. Sonia Coleman, clinical pharmacist at Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital, together with Mr. Anil Lala, pharmacist at owner of VitaCare Pendlin. Sir, ma'am, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. First things first. Thanks for your service. Sonia? Hi. Um, good to be with you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a year from hell, I'm sure. Or, if not from hell, a year you never in your wildest imagination thought you would ever experience, especially being in the healthcare space. Absolutely. And it's just, it's, it's not easing up, which makes it just so difficult. What's happening? Um, well, we, we um, in Gauteng, we, in our third and we're seeing more positive cases in the hospital, more positive cases in the community. So it's it's tough. It's really tough. As a health worker at Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital particularly, your clientele are more often than not the most vulnerable in our society. Anything that the nation generally doesn't seem to have as a narrative, there are stories of and about children that are seldom ever spoken or told by children. And as much or as little by adults because we are not children. So if you like, there's a critical mass of the community, of our population, whose story, experience and perspective is not considered in the mainstream. And because they are on the margins, their interests are not nearly taken care of as much as they probably should. Um, Correct. So in in terms of COVID, um, during the first and second wave, children weren't weren't affected as badly. But for some reason, now during the third wave, um, we're actually seeing more and more positive, positive children through COVID. And um, the history of the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital, it, it was Madiba's legacy that he wanted a state-of-the-art um, children's hospital where um, it was not important whether you could pay or not. And um, that's what we're trying to achieve at, at our hospital. Of course, let me bring in our guest as well, Mr. Anil Lala, pharmacist and owner of Vitacan Pendant. Anil, thank you so much and well done to you for the nomination. But more importantly, as with many people in your industry, thank you for your time. Thank you for your dedication. Ultimately, thank you for your service and commitment to the nation. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. How has business been? Because I think this is an important question. Um, it's been challenging. On the one hand, being... Um, in the front line and being essential healthcare workers, we've been having to maintain the same standard of, of service delivery. And at the same time, um, we've been having to cut down on the staff complement and component. 
And so it's been challenging. We've been running, running off our feet, um, trying to make ends meet, but doing the best that we can. And I'm sure every single pharmacy, every single retail pharmacy, including hospital pharmacy out there, is doing exactly the same thing. How does that conversation go where the decision has to be one of our members of staff? Looking at the numbers, looking at the business, let's face reality, we can't afford so-and-so. How agonizing is that decision and discussion? It is, at the end of the day, you take the safety of everybody involved in the, in the equation into account, and then you make the decision and whatever pans out, pans out. And, and, and when you have to retrench somebody because you've just confirmed that you've obviously had to lay off a couple of people, how has that gone out? How well received? And I don't imagine it would be well received. But how have you had to engage that critical part of running a business? So fortunately, we haven't had to retrench anybody. What we've done is we've just put everybody on short time or half time so that everybody still gets a benefit. And because we run various shifts within the pharmacy, within the private pharmacy sector, we could accommodate most people. Insofar as it relates to the flu vaccine, not, not flu vaccine, sorry, the, the vaccine itself, and you are one who is in an environment where you could be an assistant or be of assistance to the government, to what extent are people in your position being engaged in helping the rollout of the vaccination program? Because we know that the state has capacity up to a point, and where that point starts or ends, or rather at that point where it ends, it starts, if you like, for the private sector to assist government so that we can have ultimately a healthy nation that is not living under lockdown regulations and is free to engage itself as it did before 2020. Yeah. What's happening yeah. in that regard? The, the Department of Health has put a process in place and started that whole process probably about two or three months ago. I'd say longer than that, where... Um, various stakeholders within the private pharmacy community and sector were asked whether they would have the capacity and the infrastructure to participate in, in administering the COVID vaccine. And those pharmacies that have, that do have that infrastructure have made application, they've got the permit, they've been ratified, um, and they will start the rollout very, very soon. I think I think the way it's going to work is that private pharmacy will see to the needs of medical aid patients and that the state will see to the needs of non-medical aid patients. Um, but, the, but the system certainly does exist and community pharmacy has been asked to participate in that. We're talking to Ms. Sonia Coleman, clinical pharmacist at Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital, together with Mr. Anil Lala, pharmacist and owner of Vitagare Pendlin. This is the Hashtag Health on Monday segment, and we are back with Adcock Ingram's sponsors of Brave. The gratitude season is upon us now. Sonia, let me come back to you. What has happened at Helen Joseph Academic Hospital would have, to whatever extent, had an impact on yourselves, not just because you're in close proximity of each other, but the reality that you're a hospital that has some capacity that was otherwise the province of uh, um, the Helen Joseph Hospital itself. 
Now, what have we seen happen in the time since that fire? Sorry, sorry, the Charlotte Matlake Matlake Hospital, I beg your pardon. Yes, Yes. what has happened since then? How has your capacity in one way or the other been affected? So um, I was actually um, lying in in my bed on that Saturday morning when the WhatsApp messages started coming through that um, Charlotte Matlake, the Joburg Den, was on fire. And then within about an hour, we were all called in to come and help and the whole team was on board, and we started um, accepting all these babies. It was like a, a railway station. And we've gone from a, a, a hospital with um, about a third capacity. We've actually taken over over 100 children um, to within our capacity. We've taken over the whole of their neonatal unit, um, their surgery unit, and we've also taken on board um, the outpatient department. We're seeing over 100 children every day where they come and they see um, the doctors and then they get their medication filled at our pharmacy. So it's been a whole team effort. Um, it's extremely difficult because um, of just the person, they've also, um, Charlotte's given us personnel um, we have stock challenges which um, we're trying to overcome because we we don't see these kind of children. But um, there's a huge collaboration between us and Simja. And at the end of the day, we need to make sure that these children get the treatment that they need and they deserve. Yeah, we do. Final comments from you because, I mean, after all, we are running a campaign and you're a nominee, so perhaps to the extent that you can brag anything else that we should know about you and your service to the community and really your value to society. I use the word brag very advisedly, whereas in reality it is your contribution and it is these contributions that seldom make the headlines or find themselves in the media spaces that are just as important as all those that would grab the highlights and the limelight in the, in that regard that we should be celebrating and you in this instance is no different to anybody who should be celebrated. So I'll go first. Firstly, I just want to congratulate Nell on his um, nomination. Um, I watched his video and it was as very, very inspiring. And um, I think we need all different um, people within the pharmacy sector. And him as a retail pharmacist, congratulations to him. Um, I, chose to go, I chose to go the clinical pharmacy route um, in hospital. It's a pretty new um, degree, um, specialization in pharmacy, where we work at the patient's bedside. And we um, we advise doctors on on treatment. Um, and um, just to say, for me, I work. I'm part of an awesome team. Um, I can't do what I do alone. And um, thanks to the, the the staff in the pharmacy and in the hospital, um, at the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital. And um, we're trying to, as we said, we're trying to serve the children of South Africa and give them excellent healthcare. Fantastic. We certainly do wish you well, Ms. Sonia Coleman, clinical pharmacist, Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital. Ma'am, thank you so much for your time. I know I'm back to you now, pharmacist and owner of Vitacare Pendlin. It was your first job over 30 years ago. You are still there now and you've risen through the ranks. A remarkable achievement indeed. I have. I have. I started working there in 1985 as a student and over time eventually acquired the business and there I am. Um, but I'd like to uh, firstly also thank Sonia um, for being part of the pharmacy team and for being one of the brave 
solve that, that see to it that the engine still keep running. Um, and I'd like to believe that every community pharmacy out there is doing the best that they can do for their community. I am fortunate that the little spotlight has been shone on me and us and me and my pharmacy, and we are also part of a team. Um, but every single retail pharmacy out there, I'm sure, is doing whatever they can for their community and for the for the safety and efficacy of their of their community, and um, to make sure that everybody stays stays healthy and happy and protected. Yeah, you raise a good point. Community health centers are, in many respects, the backbone of the healthcare system in the country because we do know that once you go to your hospitals, particularly your private hospitals, we start getting into territory that is incredibly exclusive and oftentimes, for the majority of South Africans, simply not attainable. Community yeah. healthcare centers run by the likes of your annals who work in organizations for 30 years and acquire it and sort of invest personally in that in many respects ought to be supported. Final comment from you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd like to say that, that retail pharmacy is probably one of the most underutilized resources that that the public has access to. Um, and if they could, if they could, realize what it what it what it is and what it can offer um, it's, it's an amazing resource um, and I'd like to thank all the uh, sponsors of play for this campaign as well thank you Fantastic. Let's send our shout-out to Ms. Sonia Coleman and very recently Mr. Anil Lala, pharmacist and owner of Vitacare Pendlin. After this very short break, a tribute to the late Shalene Sertie Richards.